Do you ever struggle with your fuzzy brain? I do. Welcome to the Uncluttered Office Podcast. Here I share what I've learned from my struggles with chemo brain and executive functioning disorder. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. I'm a former Wall Streeter, now entrepreneur, with 20 years of experience in business and office design. I'm a badass cancer survivor and thriver, mom of a teen, a wife, and a lifelong learner. I've discovered that whether we lose our keys, misplace our files, or constantly forget important appointments, we can learn to be more productive. We can design a work and home life that is simpler, easier, and much more manageable. Listen in and learn how to create a plan to streamline your space and your systems so you can be more focused and organized. Hey everyone, I'm Katherine Avery of ProductivityByDesign.com and your host of the Uncluttered Office Podcast. Today I have Veronica Cole with me. Veronica is a holistic psychotherapist and eating psychology coach. She specializes in anxiety, depression, grief, and loss. She's traveled, worked, and lived internationally, which further expands her awareness of global diversity, spiritual beliefs, and practices. Veronica has an extensive background in working internationally with the military, addressing addressing issues of combat-related trauma, PTSD, deployment, and reintegration issues. She provided support during 9-11 and numerous other crises and remains connected to the cause of alleviating trauma. Veronica has been in her practice for over 30 years, and she resides in Saratoga Springs with her husband, daughter, and a delightful Maltese. Welcome, Veronica. So happy you're here to, with us today. Oh, thank you. I'm very happy to be here. This is yeah. awesome. You have so many gifts and so much knowledge mm-hmm. around trauma. And one of the things I've thought about as we're all going through this time is how this is very much like a trauma, which we'll get to. Mm-hmm. I want to talk a little bit about your home office space. We just worked recently together a bit on that, which was exciting. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you also believe in this, but I do. I believe that we each need a sacred space in our life. And for Absolutely. me, that happens to be my home office. I think it yeah. is for you, which is why I bring yeah. that. It is. It is. Well, first of all, being a psychotherapist, you know, I, I work independently and I have a home office. And one of the things that I've done is I've made it really attractive for myself. So it's got a lot of personal beauty in it. Like it's important for me to have flowers. So I have fresh flowers in two different places. It's important for me to have a focus, a spiritual focus. So I do have an altar that is filled with certain things that are really relevant to me and what I love and uh, certain symbols and help me to feel grounded and to feel connected so that every time I'm in there, I feel that it's a sacred space. And that is also the environment that I wanted to create for my clients. So aside from it being feng shui properly, which you were instrumental in some of that, and I thank you for that. It is also a place that has just got a little bit of a sort of a muted feel to it, which it's not too bright. It's not too colorful, but it's really soothing. So that's important for me. Absolutely. It's a very calming Mm -hmm. space. And it was my pleasure to help you out with that. I really enjoyed it. 
So let's talk more about people are working from home. They're feeling stressed Mm -hmm. out. Times have turned upside down. There's sort of what I see out there right now are, and the two people, well, outside of all the people who are on the front line, the two people who I sort of worry about most right now are people who are either single and could be feeling lonely and isolated or people who are dealing still with mental illness. And I've had uh, anxiety. I have anxiety. I shouldn't say I've had, I have anxiety. I've had depression here and there. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't feel depressed now at all. I do feel, I do have waves of sadness and anger and upset. And Mm -hmm. I'm definitely feeling all the feelings. The good news is, is my therapist over the years, you know, helped me put tools in my toolbox. So I say to myself, okay, I can take out the tool. I feel this anxiety, turn off the news. So let's talk Mm -hmm. about each group separately. First, what about people who are solo, who are literally living at home alone, what can they be doing to sort of help their sanity and feeling better? Yeah. Well, one thing is to create some kind of routine because it's very easy when you're home, especially if you're by yourself, to just kind of willy-nilly it. And especially if you have any kind of anxious feelings that are arising, you want to have something that helps to anchor you. And one of those things that you can do is to try to get a consistent time schedule for sleep. So sleep is brain restorative as well as for your body. It helps to reduce stress. Mm -hmm. So it's the number one component in helping to combat some of these feelings that can come up. If you have any kind of mental health issue that you're currently dealing with, you also want to be on a regular regimen with whatever medications that you're taking, with whatever exercise plan that you might have. And not everybody can feel confident about doing exercise at home. They often feel that at times they have to go to a gym. And I know because I belong to a gym as well and everything is closed. There's nowhere you can go right now. So if you're home and you feel that you really need to like work your body out a little bit, it doesn't have to be intense. It can be just as simple as sitting on your couch, stretching your legs, stretching your body, doing some deep breathing for five minutes, which is really all that it takes to help reset your nervous system a little bit. And when I say deep breathing, what I mean is just belly breathing, breathing from your from your belly as opposed to your chest because that'll actually create more anxiety. Mm. So it's taking five minutes, sitting there and putting your hand on your stomach so that you could actually feel it rising and you know you're doing it. Once you do that for five minutes, a lot of times it can take people right out of anxiety immediately because you're inducing all of these wonderful endorphins and you're bringing in a state of calm, a state of peace. So those are some of the things you can do if you're home alone, I think is just have a routine. It's really important to have that routine. I um have the luxury of not living in a city. So therefore it's fairly easy for me to get out in my neighborhood and walk. And and we see a lot of people walking right, around right now. Uh, mm-hmm. To the best of knowledge, it's just families walking together. I'm not really seeing play dates, although I hear that some of that stuff is still kind of going on, which is unfortunate, but that's my wow. time. So sometimes I walk with my husband and sometimes if I just want to be by myself and really be into my body, I go out and I walk alone and sometimes with the meditation, sometimes without, 
it, I'm telling you, it's really what's getting me through all this. And I learned that when I was going through cancer, because uh, that was what was sort of my touch point every day was, and that was winter. This is much better. Although it's ironic today, it snowed. We've had like the warmest winter ever and it's, yeah, today, it's snowing here too, yeah. which is hilarious, but I kind of like it. It's, it's kind of nice. Uh, I don't have to go out at it. So no big deal right. to me. <laughs> like stay home. So I, I, my daughter's a little disappointed. There's homework and it's not a snow day, but you know, here we are. That's what it is. So what about people who are dealing with mental illness? I would assume it would be similar that they would have to really have a routine and sleep uh -huh. and take care of themselves. Well, the other thing is making sure that whatever you're eating is really enforcing a good thing in your body. So you want your body to feel enlivened and energized and calm. And there are certain things that you can do for that, you know, which is eating leafy greens, number one, thinking of things that bring warmth, like soups, mm. warm soup can do that. Also taking hot teas any kind of hot herbal drink, anything like that that will soothe and calm you. But it's really critical, again, to be taking any medication. If you're contending with anything and you're on any medication, you really have to have that on a regular basis. So what I tell people is if you feel that this is like a little bit too out of control for you to be consistent, then what you need to do is take a to have a, what do you call it? Those little vitamin pill things that you can put your vitamins in, or you could actually put your medication in and that will easily help you to know that you have to take it at a certain time. Now, I know a family that has a problem with that because the father is suffering with Alzheimer's and the mother has a really difficult time just with remembering things. So her daughter will go in and she'll set the pills up ahead of time. But then the mother started realizing she was taking them at the wrong time. So what she's done is she puts a little sort of a chart and puts each one separately on top of that chart with big letters so that the mother can read it. And this way she doesn't have a problem in terms of when she's giving it to her husband or when she's having to take her own medication as well. So being able to understand how to go through that is really important because you don't want to be, which is what has happened. You don't want to be giving medication at inappropriate times. Right. So that will help tremendously. I'm trying to think of what else they could do too. There is, because I had written a lot about this when I was thinking about foods, you know, there are some foods, first of all, to have high protein snacks around like Greek yogurt, nut butters, vegetables, mm. some people like eggs. The thing of it is that uh, about the vegetables, many people don't realize that there's actually also a lot of protein in vegetables. So you can get a lot of nutrients just by having that around. And it's important just to have those in your life so that like you don't have to be concerned with mindless eating because a lot of mindless mm. eating is occurring right now. And I'm, he I'm hearing this from a few different people and they want to be able to be uh, within a range that they're not overeating or that they're eating excessively of sort of junk foods. Mm -hmm. And it's easy to get into that pattern. The other thing about 
okay? Omega-3s like what you would have in salmon or sardines. Avocados are a brilliant food right now to be eating. Avocado is like considered the, one of the most perfect foods in nature. Mm. And it's a wonderful, healthy fat that you can have. There's a lot of vitamin C in it as well and vitamin B. Dark chocolate is a really good antioxidant. And that is, you know, that's really a, a very good food to have just a little bit of here and there because it can, for some people, it can trigger off a feeling of wanting to have a lot of sweets. And even though dark chocolate, traditionally, if you get it high in cacao, like at least 60% or above, it's going to, it's going to feed you as opposed to taking from you and raising that feeling of wanting to have sugars. So bananas, oranges, those are all low in calories, but they're really incredible to hydrate you, especially water, drinking 64 ounces a day. So if you're alone, you can easily do any of these things. Now, the problem is that how do they get some of these foods in? And one of the things that people are doing is they're ordering foods from their grocers mm -hmm. or from, you know, even from, um, like I get a vegetable supply and fruit supply from Misfits, which is an organic supplier. And I can get that once a week or I could get it once a month, depending on how I want it. It's 30% less than if you were getting it in a, in a store. Right. And you can also get it from your local grocer if they have whatever they have in stock. Or I tell people health food stores oftentimes carry a lot of foods that you wouldn't normally think of because people go to the grocers to get everything. But some health food stores are very well stocked with a lot of other things that you can have. And you could then call Instacart. Instacart will deliver for you. And sometimes what some people can do if you have access to a vehicle is you could drive to your local grocer after you've put the information in online and they'll give you a time when you can come and pick it up and they put it right in your car. You just hand them the money or however you're paying for it and you're done. So there are ways to help yourself. Absolutely. And I find it interesting that the thing I was most attracted to when I was grocery shopping and started getting ready for all this was spinach. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable amount of spinach. Eggs. I was so bummed because I didn't have a chicken and all I wanted to do was make chicken stock, you know, like similar to a bone broth. Right. <laughs> and we, we had stopped into the farm to pick up popcorn of all things, because if you're going to have a snack, a popcorn is not as bad as say uh, Cheetos and, right. and it was so funny when I was at the farm and there was no one else there it was me and the farmer and we were well over six feet apart. And I went to her freezer case and I said, oh, you have chickens. <laughs> so I was like, I thought I'd hit the mother load. I could get a whole chicken. So yesterday this house just smelled like beautifully of chicken stock. And this was recorded a good bit in advance for anybody who was wondering. So this, the whole shopping thing was happening very early on on all this. And uh, with the knowledge that sort of from here out, we're not planning on going into a grocery store, but, oh, God bless her. My friend Anissa said she uses field goods. And so this was about F-I-E-L-D, field goods, mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. about three or four weeks ago. And she said, you should use it. And so I started and they, it usually is you have a pickup point, but of course the pickup point was the gym and now that's closed. Now the pickup point's the bank, but the bank in Westport, which 
in Connecticut is sort of ground zero. And they're moving to a, a model of delivering to homes, which I think is brilliant in so many ways. It's great for people who want to get fresh veggies. And right. it's also brilliant for them because it keeps all their drivers and their employees working, which is right. wonderful. So right. I know each week I'm going to get a potato and some kind of a green and I'm going to get some flash frozen veggies and I'm going to get oh, a fruit, usually apples, which is right. fantastic. But it, it was just so funny. It's been it's such an interesting time. Like when I was making the chicken stock. I realized I didn't have all the stock vegetables and normal would be, Oh, I'll just buzz over to the store and pick them up or I'll send my husband. That's not the case. So I'm looking through <laughs> these field goods, veggies. Like, do I have anything that would work in stock? And I'm like, Oh, look, I have a giant carrot and I threw that in. And you know, I have a big potato and I threw that in. Right. And then, um, what was the other piece? Oh, my husband had, we don't have any onions. We have a lot of frozen <laughs> chopped onions, but we don't have any onions. So I said, um, he had a half a red onion left in the fridge. And I said, can I quarter this and take a piece of it for my stock? <laughs> so <laughs> it's been really fun. It's sort of like a fun challenge to figure out how do we still eat really healthy, but at a right. time where it's not going to be the norm where we can just run to the store. I mean, I'm not right. saying you can't run to the store. I don't want anyone to feel like I'm telling them you can't run to the store. Right. I'm saying we're trying to minimize because I am a cancer survivor and an asthmatic. We're trying to minimize the amount of times we're out of the home. And I, I'm fingers crossed. I'm hoping it's making a big difference. If, if not just for us, for, for others really. Oh, absolutely. And you know, that's really a great way to get your, to get your fruits and vegetables consistently, what you're doing, you're, you're doing that actually, right? You're actually ordering it or picking it up or something like that. So I just recommend that everybody do that because it seems to me like an easy way to not have to schlep your fruits and vegetables, but just to get them delivered to you or an easy pickup, whatever you have to do. So, and I don't know how many people realize the importance of food and sleep because mm. if you have the proper nutrients in you and you have you know some of these healthy foods that we've been talking about you're going to sleep a lot better assuming that you don't eat 3 hours before you go to bed right. because then what happens is it'll keep you awake and that's another thing is the circadian rhythm you can get really off when you're alone because or even with a family because everybody's just there and everybody's doing their thing but in order to keep the circadian rhythm going and for your sleep to be in a restorative state, you really need to be able to have a regular time and a, that you're basically going to bed and basically going up, getting up. And um, generally speaking, it's like you need to be in bed by 10 o'clock. I'm not there yet, but I'm working on it. But I know that when I do, that it's really a wonderful, it's, it's a wonderful gift to my body because I feel so much better. So I think it's important just to practice any of this kind of simple stuff and things that we really all know. But for some reason during this whole thing that's going on right now, it's like everything is a little bit scrambled. Absolutely. So we just need to, and, and you know, it's like actually writing down a plan is not a bad idea because if you write it down, there's your schedule. And if you need to look at it, then you look at it. If you're feeling 
whatever you're feeling as you look at it, that's what you're feeling. And we talked about this earlier, is that whatever your feelings are coming up with this, they're your feelings. That's it. You just accept whatever you're going through. And sometimes just sitting still and doing some deep breathing will help alleviate some of those stressful feelings that you're going through. No question. It's funny, you were yeah. talking about the different foods. And I saw right away, right. So we're, when I'm recording this, this is day, I think 11 for us. And mm-hmm. so in the first few days, we were all eating all the things. <laughs> it's <was> like <laughs> salty snacks, ice right. cream, oh, let's right. make some cookies, you know, things like this. <laughs> and and it, but it slowed down. And then I noticed on, and I've, I'm pretty, pretty good at sleep. I'm, that's really one of my strong points. But Friday night, we just happened to turn on the news very late at night. And I was a basket case and I couldn't get to sleep. And so one of my biggies now has to be no news after a certain time of day. And I've actually right. done sort of a boundary right. around it. When I wake up in the morning, I allow myself to look at the news, not the news on yep. TV, the news reading. Because the TV, right. for some reason, has a different effect on me. Um, and I read the news for half an hour. I find out what's happening in the world. And then I shut it down. Because I need to focus and be here for people all day, whether that's my family, my mm. clients, being on a podcast with my wonderful friend, Veronica. I, <laughs> I can't be present if I'm worrying about, oh, the numbers just went up five people. That's not going to help me or anybody else. That's a, a perfect point. And, you know, there's a recommendation that you watch the news maybe three times a day and make one of those your local news station mm. so that you can keep up on what's going on around you. And also there is there is something that I'm trying to think because I ran across this the other day and I wrote it down. It's called, it's Okay, it's a proposal right now, but it's called Congressional Families First Coronavirus Response Act. And it has a lot of information. If people want to know currently what's going on, and or they could go to the CDC, but this will give them all the information that they really need to have at that moment because they're keeping up on it very well in all the cases, because they want to keep everybody informed. So that's a really good thing to do too. If you're going to feel that you need to see something and why wouldn't you, you'd want to see something, especially what's going on locally or congressionally, but that'll give you all the news that you need to have right now at this time. That's excellent. So you've given us tons of practical advice, which I think is amazing. But when we originally met, I think we met at a light workers event. And that was probably, what has it been, seven, eight years? Uh, It's longer than that (sighs) because um, I think I was was just coming back from Europe. I think at the time that I went to Connecticut, I believe is where that one was. So that's got to be, it's got to be 10 years. Isn't that crazy? Got to be, yeah. So we're both very (laughs) heart-centered entrepreneurs. And there are a lot of people out there, some of them I listen listeners who are not super woo, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. but but I think they can benefit from many of the practices you and I have 
So what I'd love for you to talk about is where can people start if they've never had a spiritual practice before? Because right now, let's face it, people are kind of torn from their churches. They're not able to be in that spiritual place. A lot Mm -hmm. of churches, to their infinite credit, are actually providing online services, which is phenomenal. And I have quite a few friends who are ministers. But let's say there's someone who's not even religious or Mm -hmm. is religious and is feeling torn from their spirituality right now. How can they start a spiritual practice at home? Well, one of the things would be to have a special place and you could call it an altar. You could just call it a place where where it brings you joy or brings you peace. And you could put pictures of relevant symbols of things that bring you peace. Some people might have, um, like I have a couple of rocks that I had, uh, that my daughter had gathered when she was very little that just seemed to be really representative of her and her childhood. I have a picture of a Madonna, which, you know, is not necessarily something that's so important to me, but the vision or the intention of it is to bring a sense of peace Mm. and I would have fresh flowers, I would have incense, pictures of my family, if that's relevant to you, your dog, any kind of pet that you have that brings you joy, which we haven't talked about that, but the pets really need us right now because they're feeling our our anxiety and they're responding to it. So all of those things can bring a sense of congruency and just a sense of heartwarming. And that's what you want to create. You want to create more of a stress-free environment, which I would call it like a stress-free zone because you could sit wherever that place might be and you could just stare at that, those objects that you have there and it'll fill you with a sense of peace, a sense of love. And you don't have to feel that as isolated because it could be very isolating when you're alone or even if you're with family, you can feel isolated because everybody is off doing their own thing or they're on top of each other. And you just kind of need that sacred space for yourself. So it's a wonderful way to kind of bring that element into your life. And spirituality is such an important thing for everybody, which is why I'm a holistic psychotherapist, because I do believe in bringing that element into the treatment that we do, because you're incorporating the whole person, including spirituality. And it could be whatever. You may not necessarily believe in a particular God or a particular divine being, but perhaps you believe in something that's greater than yourselves and it might be greater than yourself and it might be your family. Maybe that's what you really want to tune into. And so we can make anything that we want that's greater than us. It could be just the global consciousness of what you see around you. Exactly. I love that. Mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. great. You mentioned pets and it's it's been really weighing on my mind. I've noticed that my cat is very different with all of us around. Mm-hmm. He's so uh, we had thought about traveling with her at some point, uh, which is obviously now on hold because no one's traveling anywhere. But we had gotten a very soft, nice carrier. I had gone, I guess, probably in January and, and purchased it. And so it acts like a little hut and it's got a lovely sort of oh. Sherpa lining on the bottom that you can take out and nice. wash and all that. But yeah. she spends an enormous amount of time in that. And it's almost like you've got and my husband 
he's in his office in the lower level. My daughter has opted. She chose and we let her. We said, where do you want to study? Where do you want to do remote schoolwork? And gave her that ownership. She's a teenager. Uh, and so she's opted for her bedroom, which I'm normally dead set against. But in this mm-hmm. situation, it's really important to me to honor where she's at. She also deals with some anxiety. She'll kill me for saying that on the podcast. <laughs> but so, but she's doing great with all this. Like she's just, I give her so much credit. She's chosen her space. She knows where she wants to work. She's got it all down and, and her little system. And then you've got the cat and the cat's little, you know, the whole rest of the house is pretty much empty and the cat can go anywhere, but has opted to stay in this little tiny sort of soft crate with a really nice Sherpa bottom in it. And I'm just amazed that she's kind of cocooning with us, I guess. Aw. Well, you know, this... This just seems to be like apropos because, like I said, they're feeling a lot of what you're feeling and even what you're not feeling because your animals are aware sometimes of things that you're not even aware of yourself. And I know that my dog really has to be very, very close to me. Now, she's a small dog. She's a Maltese. And Maltese are companion dogs, so they want to be with you anyway. Right. But she really wants to be right on top of you. And if she's feeling... You know, there was a situation the other day where there was someone that was getting ready to have a, actually a panic attack and the dog was on the bottom floor and she ran upstairs and ran into the bedroom and just started to bark to be picked up. And when she got picked up, she insisted on smashing herself right into the person's neck and chest and wanted to stay there, did not want to come off, and it immediately alleviated the panic attack. So they're good emotional relief animals. It's just amazing what they can do, and we have to always remember that they need a lot of care and affection right now, too. Yeah, they really do. I don't just know. Like, just, just like oh. your kitty, I was thinking, you know, because she's got her own little personal hut there that she's probably feeling very safe and but yet she can see out because you have it open yep. so it probably feels very very comfortable and safe there and she's just taking it all in right <laughs> and I check on her so I go over and I pat her head for a minute and uh, at most really because I kind of feel like and you can tell me if I'm wrong but I kind of feel like that's her saying I need my space so I don't mm-hmm. really bother her in there. I kind of just right. walk by, talk to her, pat her on the head, and then let her make the decisions of when she's going to hang out with us. But how does that make you feel? Like when you go over and pet your cat, do you feel anything from that? Does it give you something? Of course. I always feel yeah. more calm. She's so... Yeah. Pets are... And I, I also recommend this to people who are, are feeling like they're by themselves. I know it's a little hard to do it now, but for future... Adopting a pet and and having them be there with you. I I was a single person living in New York City and I had two cats. They both passed on. It's been many, many years since I was single. But uh, when I was single in the city, uh, and I was almost 30, I'll never forget it. I I was with my friend Dell and he said, could you just stop talking about having babies and get a cat? (laughs) So all of a sudden there I was with these two cats. Well, it was an absolute godsend because a couple of years later in my 30s, I had mononucleosis oh, wow. and I couldn't really do much of anything. 
And I remember the cats. I still can't figure out how they did this. I don't have, know how they communicated. But they were like little sentries. And on the hour, you know, one would walk in <laughs> and the other would walk out. They were clearly taking turns being with me. And it was the sweetest thing. I mean, they're, they're, animals are a wonderful support system for people yeah. in any yes. situation. You know, yep. we, we have an only daughter. She has a really this is her cat Lorelai is her cat so there's no we we get to borrow her <laughs> but that's her uh excuse me let me how say how I say this our daughter is Lorelai's person oh right she feels okay. like she's the protector of her person which is oh. is really neat it's lovely to see so yeah <laughs> what do you have any favorite productivity strategies you use when you're feeling oh, kind God. of blah and unproductive let me think because I did write some things down because it, it actually I had to I had to sit down and really think about all this. Um, I'm so impressed. You really did well, a lot of research. Well, I did, and I had to do a lot of internal thinking myself because a lot of things I just do by habit, and I wasn't really aware of all this. I think something that I didn't mention about food, you know, was I wanted to talk about Himalayan salt. Because um, Himalayan salt is, it has tons of minerals in it, and it's really good for supporting your body. And one of the things that I can do is take a quart, it, you can take like a 32-ounce glass canning jar, fill it maybe a quarter of the way with Himalayan salt, and then filtered water, let it sit overnight, and then you take a teaspoon of that in a glass of water in the morning, and you drink it. and it provides like a lot of electrolytes to the body. Huh. And so it's, it's a very good thing to, to do, especially if you're not, you know, drinking as much water as you should, that's helpful for you. And sometimes I think being inside all the time, we don't always realize how much water we're drinking, but like for me, I don't have it here right now, but I have a, um, 24 ounce bottle that I know if I refill that three times in the day that I'm getting enough water. Mm. So that's how, that's how I keep track of it. Although I have to say recently I've been thinking, did I, did I have a third? Because I mean, I'm really <laughs> losing a little bit track of time. So I'm having to really be a little bit more vigilant about it, but they also do have 64 ounce containers that are easily and ready, readily available to drink from in, um, I think Amazon was where I saw it nice. and you can buy, and then, you know, you know, you're getting it, you know, you drink that during the day and you know, you're getting the complete 64 ounces. So that the, another tip is, you know, you got to be careful with alcohol and refined sugars mm -hmm. because, um, they can trip a stress response actually. So I would say moderation, you know, because everybody likes fun once in a while, but you have to make sure that, you know, it's not going to be exacerbating your stress if you're drinking a little bit too much and it's easy to do. It's very easy to do kindness and, and gratitude journal, perhaps, you know, where you're, you know, you're, uh, writing down things that you're grateful for. And there have been a lot of studies that have been, that have proven um, how keeping a gratitude journal has been very helpful for stress reduction and people are happier. They feel um, much more grateful for their lives right. and um, feeling like they're more in sync with things. 
because you're connecting on, um, you know, it might be an intellectual level, but then there's an emotional component to this because you're really feeding yourself with all these very good messages. So let's see, what's another thing that I wanted to say is there are some, oh yeah, that's right. You know, resiliency, you know, means navigating uh, the ups and downs of life. And there is a place in the, called the Mayo Clinic Resilient Mind, which is a wonderful resource, again, to go to for resiliency and also the Global Center for Resiliency and Well-Being. The one I have been on, and I know it's really wonderful, the Mayo Clinic Resilient Mind, but these are all really good things to do because if you want to read something that's going to be helpful to you, you might find something helpful there. Another thing that I haven't done in a while, but when I was reading about this, I thought, oh my gosh, yes, because I have a ton of them, is adult coloring books. So you can bring that in and you can like, you know, for all intents purposes, you can do mindless coloring. And, you know, I know that with me, it puts me in a meditative state when I would bring out all of my colored pencils and then I just set the book down and I start to like color it in before I know it. I used to do this a lot when I was um, dealing with a lot of the military because in between I would have um, my own sense of uh, sometimes a little bit of anxiety and I would have some triggers that would happen to me because I wanted to be so helpful. And sometimes it was just, sometimes the things that I was dealing with were very, they didn't look very hopeful. Mm -hmm. And I had to find a way first of all, to pull myself together. And this was often something that I would do in between my clients. So that's another helpful thing. You know, people need to remember that your mental health is just as important as your physical health. It can seem like, you know, all you have to concentrate on is your physical health with exercise, eating right, and um, maybe have a, a nice meditation place. And that's all fine and good but you have to really address your mental health. You have to know that what you're feeling is appropriate. If you're feeling sad, if you're feeling angry, if you're feeling alone, whatever it is you're feeling, you just honor that feeling and allow yourself to gravitate towards something. You could have an arsenal of things that, mm -hmm. to help you feel good. And your arsenal could be that adult coloring book. It could be a book that brings you peace when you read it. I know that I used to, I often used to read for years. There's a particular a Bible and some verses that I would go through that made me feel much lighter and made me feel better about life in general. And I always read that before I went to bed and I found that it would put me in this great place or a parable. Mm -hmm. And so another thing is you could, find certain books that are memoirs. Well, Viktor Frankl's, you know, the, his famous book, oh goodness. Do you know the name of it? I can't think of it right now. I can't, but I promise I'll post it in the links because I know exactly yeah. the meaning. Oh, the meaning, is it the meaning? The search yeah, for meaning? Search for meaning. That is Maybe, I could be wrong. <laughs> no, that's it. That's it, man's search for meaning. And what's wonderful about that book, I used to read it every year. I haven't read it in a couple of years now, but it would give me such hope because right. I felt like people that were in the concentration camps and he was one of them, the way that they survived and the way that they made it is the ones that made it were 
truly the ones that could think about something on the outside that they could have hope for. And, you know, that's what we want to instill is that everybody can have hope for something. Everybody can, even if you don't know if it's available or not, you can have the vision of it. You could make yourself a vision board for happier times and it could be created from any magazines you have in the house or anything you might want to write on it that might say things like, you know, happiness is me right now, a picture of something that really makes you happy. There are all kinds of things that you can do to bring in in a collage format. And that's what a vision board really is. Knowing that you have the power to change. Mm. So always recognize that, you know, you have it within you to change. You have it within you to bring the powers that be around you in, inside of you and to create the change that you need to make. And the change might be something very, very simple, like maybe um, offsetting a panic attack or offsetting a strong feeling of anxiety. And that's going to happen by doing some very deep breathing, by looking at your arsenal. What do you have to make you feel good? Do you have a book in there that you're going to be able to pick up and just flip through? You know, Chicken Soup for the Soul is a good one. They have tons of them in the series, and you can just read a paragraph of that you know, making sure that like you're honoring yourself with stretching your body a bit, you know, it doesn't have to be anything incredible, but there is an app that's called Calm, C-A-L-M. Oh, I love and that if app. You, isn't it great? And you can get tons of meditation support there. And there are also resources I uh, on there for, I believe, yoga. And so there is always a way to go on and to do something for yourself that might be media related, but it's going to take you into a better place. Right. Yep. And I'm seeing so much of that. I'm really seeing wonderful friends of mine who are going on the social media, bringing people out and saying, here's how you yep. can do a very simple, even three breath meditation. Like I try yep. to remember, I can't say I'm perfect, but when I start to get aggravated, say, you know, okay, take a breath, take 10 seconds, you know, breathe before you speak. <laughs> she says, I'm going to now drink my water, which I always have a ton of. <laughs> yes, it's allergy season as it's snowing. Right. Um, <laughs> and uh, this, is, this has been just amazing. You have so many gifts to share and so much knowledge, especially coming from someone who has worked with the military and is so well-versed in trauma it just was so important to me to bring you on today. I would love to know how people can find you. Well, one of the ways they can do it is I did leave a phone number there. That That's my office number that I could be reached there. I am recommending that if people really need support, that they find a local therapist or they make a phone call because everybody is doing teletherapy now, right. which I am one of them. And so my clients call me on the phone or we do Skype and that's how we're doing our sessions. But that's one way to do it. Uh, the other way is that I do, I am on Facebook. My business page is, I think it's adult sibling loss and uh, Veronica Cole, adult sibling loss. Mm. And I have, very inspirational um, messages that I post every single day to help people to think outside the box in terms of how they can stay grounded and ways to resolve certain situations. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you again so Thank much. You. I so appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you too. All right. Be well. You too. You and your family. Thanks. Okay. Take care. You've been listening to the Uncluttered Office Podcast, available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and www.productivitybydesign.com. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. If you like what you've heard, please share this episode with someone you think needs it. I would love for you to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your reviews make my heart sing and can help even more people find the gifts in their productivity challenges. Thanks for listening and see you next week. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.